Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. I hope you're doing well. Been Been a while, we're a bit late on the schedule. But with me still, the man, the myth, the gravy, the one and only... Beard, Beard, say hello, buddy. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? How are you doing, Jay? Oh, I'm doing fine, my friend. Doing fine. We've just come back from our first tournament as Tier 3 because we're allowed to go out now and uh, see other people. It is a nice feeling to be able to go out and, uh, you know, lick other people's heads for a change. <laughs> I don't know what you got up to, but I didn't lick anybody's head. But um, oh, you, missed, you missed all the fun, then. Um, I beg to differ on that one. So what we're going to do, then, is this is going to be a nice, easy podcast this time, so... We're going to talk Kickstarters, like we always do. We're going to talk what games we played on the run-up to Big Bad Blood Bowl Barbecue or BBBBBBBQ2. And our main topic is we're going to talk to Beard about his first ever Blood Bowl tournament. If you were interested in hearing the insights of someone that is fueled by gravy and no common sense, uh, stay tuned. Because uh, at the end of the show, we've got Windrum from Squad Chaos coming on to talk to us about the upcoming Threadball auction and some other news as well. So, Beard, before I start rambling any further, how have you been since the last episode? Not too bad. Not too bad. I've got a couple of things finished off paint-wise. Got some more progress done paint-wise elsewhere. I'm officially three pledges in. I'm on my fourth. On my backlog be gone. So, I'm, I'm on course to finish by the end of the year. What about you? How are you getting on with your hobby? Well, we played a few games, haven't we, since uh, the last recording. And then on top of that, I finished my Black Oaks team. So, I am two down. I I've gone back now and I've nearly finished my Dengorian Lord or one of them I should say so I'm close to doing pledge number three so I've only got two to go so I'm hoping it won't be long until I would have done my pledges for Backlog Be Gone. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute, haven't it, but because there's been quite a few things going on hobby-wise. Well, we've had a few games now as well, haven't we? We have. We've we've had a few prep games. Your Black Ops yeah. against my humans. I did a tweak tweak to my list, and I think. In the practice games, you won two, I won one. Yeah, boy. Which went really well uh, for both of us. Yeah, I really felt bad till the third game. For some reason, your armour just like disintegrated on your players. I was feeling a bit bad on my behalf, I will say. I was feeling bad that I was rolling like armour breaks. I was like, oh no, I've killed him off but, again. But them's dice. Look at look at the practice game we had before. We went to BBBBBBBBBBBQ. Well, you hit me how many times? I think you broke armour once all game. Oh, yeah, I was... I got more than a stun once. You know, it, it happens. Sometimes Nuffle says you're going to break armour. Sometimes he says you might as well have gone for a pillow fight. You know, it, it just happens that way. But in that game, Gobomania ran wild and stopped me scoring in the first half. What you gonna do, brother? That Gobo definitely uh, earned himself a bit more armour, mind. After his heroics. I'm half tempted to, like, green stuff a blonde beard to him. Because... <laughs> It was the same one, like, you know, every time it was like, right, he's got to do something stupid. Dodge, what was it? It was two dodge, yep. a blitz, 
on a single dice, knock your player out, and then try to run away with the ball. It was fucking yep. phenomenal. Like, gobble mania. I'm sure we worked out afterwards that it was something like a 4% chance of it going off with everything that was all taken into account. It might have been three dodges, a blitz, and to get the power as well. And it, it just happened. Sometimes that happens, and then you look at other dice where it's like, you've got three dice in your favour, and you can't get anything more than a push. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it happens. And, and that's that's part of the reason why we all love Blood Bowl because it's those crazy moments oh, yeah. that you remember. We don't we don't remember the the, the, the the scrimmage scrum at the start of all that or me working my way around to try and get the ball down to that flank. It was that gobbo stopping me from getting over the line that was the bit that we remember. And that's the fun about Blood Bowl. You don't remember all the, the, the crap that happens in between. Yeah, it was amazing, but i got to be honest, I uh, I know I lost that game, but that, that, that was the one that made me laugh the most was the fact that my drummers didn't work very well. My Black Oaks may as well have been uh, trying to lick you for all the damage they were doing. Goblins were the star players because they were just running wild. They were great. They were they were just, they didn't give a shit who they run at because they were quite effective. And I just don't know why because they they even had like a couple of handoffs as well, which uh, freaked you out as well. Yeah, but it was a uh, no. It was a very close one nil. That one was. I know we had a three one, a two nil, and a one nil. And the one nil was yours. The re- the other two were mine. But yeah, it was two games where. The Black Horse couldn't do anything but break armor, but no, it was. Uh, I think at one game you had like eight dead, you know, or something like that. Yeah. In some ways, I felt bad about the combo, but I will say my favorite combo of the entire new season is gonna be War Drummer and Firebelly. You get those motherfuckers in a line. If your drummers go off tidy, oh, everyone's going down. It's, it was phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. So you heard it here, folks. If you can afford a drummer and a Firebelly, go for it. You've, like you said, hobby-wise, you are coming up to number four, you said? Yep, I'm working on number four at the minute. Yep, I'm working on Pledge 3. We've both signed up to the Merthyr League, the Yobble Season 1 of Blood Bowl 2020. We can have an ongoing saga of uh, our time in a league with actual decent yep. players, not just us. And yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Hopefully we can step up our game a bit more. But yeah, I'm kind of hoping Gobblemania is going to keep going forward because it's surprising how effective they can be because they, they are surprising as well aren't they absolutely so talking of uh, of leagues our local uh yobble so the old exchange blood bowl league are going to be going to be hosting on sunday december 5th 2021 in Tidville. they will be holding christmas chainsaw massacre 3 so i'll uh, i'll run through that now just for people to be aware of so in a nutshell there are a few more things to it than this but it's 1.1 million maximum of two stars they can be in your minimum of 11 all inducements are allowed yeah it's they've they've done a couple of editions before i have an idea that i already want to run it is on talk fantasy football if you want to have a look on there as well i'll put a link to it in the description amazing me and Jay are going to be there. You can meet some of the other South Wales boys that we met over the weekend, as well as uh, some of the Merthyr League regulars as well. And yeah. it's just a cr- Christmas carnage, basically. You could say it's a uh, December to dismember. It had to be like a sort of dad joke as well. Did it did, but me and Jay will be there. Follow the link in the description below and have a look on Talk Fantasy Football. Uh, it is in South Wales. It'll be a laugh. I play with the Merthyr League boys weekly. Uh, we're coming to the end of our seven season and our 11 season will be starting up by the end of the month well why didn't you give us a brief run rundown of your sevens experience then with the boys uh, well it's, it's been interesting to say uh, the hang least on, hang on a minute stop slow down take a deep breath think about what you're gonna say i'll ask you a couple of questions now right 
This is the Yobble Sevens. Yep. How many weeks has this been going on for? Uh, it's been going on about six weeks, a little bit longer maybe. And there's two divisions. There's five of us playing. And we each have a team in each division. I took dwarfs and I took humans. Right. How long have you got left? Uh, I have one game left with my humans. My dwarfs have played all of their conference. Humans, I have snotlings left to play. Uh, once that's played, we're then on to the end of season playoffs, where the way it's going to work, each per there will be a fourth... Ver Everybody will take their best team. There'll be a fourth versus fifth sort of prelim round before semi-finals knockout. Okay. So how have your teams done? It's been a mixed bag. So my dwarf team has had a rather interesting season. I've had two troll slayers. One that got a skill, which I can't remember at this point, but then his very next game he upped and fucked off to the pro leagues. But it was a crap skill. It wasn't anything useful. I've got a runner with sneaky git and... A troll slayer that I brought in got diving catch. I have five players left after having a player killed and having a player fuck off to the pro leagues in the last game, but they are parked at 4.30 TV, so I've got at least 170, roughly 600 TV for the league, uh, roughly 170 possibly if they go through as my team to go through, and there's 90,000 gold in the treasury, so I can still buy a player and, and what have you, but there's only five there, so that's my dwarf team. I beat chaos chosen in my first game uh where both chaos chosen blockers i injured for the next game so they were missing the next game but then after that it was all downhill i lost three nil to skaven got a run and did all the work and then the Blackhawks, I managed, uh, I lost against the Blackhawks, and I lost against Humans team as well. Humans team, I think it was, uh, I'll bring the scores up now. So uh, I lost 2-1 to the Humans, 1-0 to the Blackhawks, so they were close games, 3-0 to the Skaven, and I beat the Chaos 1-0. I find with Dwarfs in 7s, because they are slow, they struggle with stopping a one-turn touchdown. In terms of conference b so the, or the western conference where my humans are so in that conference i have one hopeful got a blitzer with safe pair of hands and i've got a human lineman with brick tackle my plan going into this with both teams was i will take random secondaries across the board okay in both games just to see what Nuffle gives me. And as you can see by my skills, it's been fucking awful. So with my halflings, uh, not my halflings, my humans, because so I lost 2-1 against Dark Elves. I drew 0-0 with Chaos in my last game. Game before last, sorry. Uh, and I lost 1-0 to Ogres. But in the game after my Ogres, so my first game with my humans, where I lost 2-1 to Dark Elves, I ended up with a block Ogre. In his next game... That's not bad. It, it's not. In the game against the Ogres, though, however, my opponent took a uh, took a desperate measure. So my opponent took a desperate measure, took two, and he got hangover twice and got rid of my Ogre and my Halfling. So I was starting turn one with only five players. Yes, and no ability for a one-turn touchdown. Absolutely. And I, I almost managed to get a touchdown, but my own player tripped over his own feet doing a rush. And yeah, it went south from there. But at the end of that game, my ogre and my halfling both fucked off to the pros. Oh, so that was that was their uh, last night on the team before they fucked off then, was it? It was. They got wasted the night before their final game because he'd obviously signed the contracts before the game. So they were celebrating on a bit of the old Bugman 6X, and uh, that was it. They disappeared. With humans, I found them to be a lot quicker in sevens. My go-to, and a lot of people looking at sevens would probably not do this, was Ogre, Halfling, two Blitzers, and three linemen. A lot of people would probably go at least one catcher, two Blitzers maybe in a thrower, or maybe even three Blitzers for the extra speed. Whereas my thinking as a Tier 3 coach was, like you said, one turn touchdown if I need it with the halfling because you know 
it's a thing. It's 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 a plan B. It is a plan B, and it's good that the human team has got it now. But unlike with halflings and goblins, it should never be more than just a plan B. Effectively, it's a way. It's the only way those teams can get up the board pretty quick but i don't know i i perhaps it's just the style of play but if your halfling is on his own because he's got no one there to you know protect him because he's out on a limb he's off the board pretty quick yeah and then it's gone then and there so it's i don't know it's a good it's a good back pocket play it is my thing that i've my things that i've learned about sevens uh going for the ran going for the random secondaries sounds like fun on paper and you'll go in there with most positive thinking of yeah i'll get a couple of decent skills out of this you will and then you play your old billy big boots on and he'll fuck off to the pros so you might not be better going for those secondaries and you might be better choosing the players you want to run you want your primaries on instead speed is a big thing in sevens because it's so much easier to one turn touchdown especially for skate the likes of skaven elves chaos pact with elves it is a big thing again the chaos chosen team or the chaos renegade team that's that's in the league has an ogre and a minotaur both in the same team and the number of times that they have both decided nah don't do anything this turn it's it's a big gamble with sevens i've found so far as soon as you're more than more than one player down it gets very, very difficult to manage all of the ch- all of the channels of attack on the pitch. So it teaches you to be more positional. But I, I do like sevens. I can see sevens being a great way to introduce people to Blood Bowl. Or, as we've done, you can go and you can play a couple of games in a night quite easily. You know, if everybody turns up on time, you can get three hour, three games in three hours quite easily. You know, it, it, it teaches you to play quicker and to make decisions but you will find that if nuffle decides for four turns that you're not allowed to pick up the ball you're not going to score that off oh yeah it's you're more at the uh, mercy of the dice in in sevens because the lack of re-rolls that's available but yeah yeah, it's fantastic and like you said it is a good way of getting people involved because it's random it is i will say this with sevens snotlings are very very fucking underrated the snotlings team in our sevens has two trolls pump wagon Stilty runner, and then Snotlin lineman, and with swarming, the number of times we've seen ten players on a pitch oh, is unbelievable. Because yeah. there's the only only the one secret weapon in that. You've still got both trolls, and you've still got your stilty runner. And the, st- the stilty runner loses Titchy, but he's still got dodge. He's still got right stuff. He's still got stunty, and sp- he's got sprint, and he's still got sidestep. Throw that fucker! Oh yeah, he's amazing. He is, but in in sevens, they're vast. They may only be strength one, but when you have extra bodies on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? They... You're playing a different game then. The one is you're not playing. It's not a proper game of sevens. It's because the amount of uh, snotlings on the pitch. You're playing a sevens team against like a proper team of eleven. Like, you know, it's oh, oh shit, this is gonna go down. Like, you know, so like they might be they might be strength one, but there's so many of them on the pitch. They, they may as well have just say they strength three. Like, you know, it's it's fucking balmy. Yeah, I'm gone. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say it's a crack. It's a cracking team, and I think I think ogres will have the same effect because they got the noblars and they that's got the uh, low cost linemen, so they'd uh, they'd have a chance at uh, that type of uh, play as well. But oof, it's it'd be a very interesting to see a few of them in a sevens league. Because they probably run the show as long as they can, long as nobody's taking Skaven. Because get the runners, oh, they, they they just they break the game. Everything on a two plus. Yeah, ridiculous. the they're tearing people to pieces in our sevens league of the gutter runners. They're just yeah tearing gaps through, and like you said, they they're almost game breaking. Yeah, you can put as many of them down as you want, as long as there's a gutter runner still standing. Yeah, there's that chance. Well, that's the thing is they are game breaking, really. Not not they they appear to be. I think they are because they can run practically the, the length of the pitch. Even 
even even without sprint, they could be in a good position to run the length of the pitch. They got a re-rollable two plus dodge. That that's a lot of unless you put them down and you've got a few people swarming around the bastard. He's getting out and doing what he wants. It's not the, it's not like um, you're dealing with halflings and goblins and snotlings that yeah they they can get through they can have a three plus or whatever and they don't have any modifiers to it but you know it's still a fifty fifty chance on that uh, three plus yeah I get the runner just gonna fuck up your game man so that's my view on it there you go that was Beard's breakdown of the Yobble League means as we've shown a bit of love to our boys over in Merthyr we've got we got to spread the love now haven't we so let's take this opportunity to say thank you to our local club the run the gaming club who put up with us allow us to have our practice games allow us to try out our our league stuff they've said that they are going to try and implement a link to our podcast on their website that's up and coming soon so if you are in the south wales area please head over to the run the gaming club on facebook to find out address directions you can sort out games of 40k aos warcry necromander kill team and blood bowl you can even ask to play one of us we'll get the message and we can like book that in as well like we said if you are a south wales bound hit us up you know it's a fun night and there's a it's a very chill atmosphere there so beard you were actually a new newer member you've been only going was it six weeks do you agree with that i completely agree with that it's a fun chill night everybody uh has a good laugh everybody's free to walk around and see what everybody's up to challenge people it's a good evening it's a good way to sort of end your sunday night and chill going into a week on monday morning yeah they they are good to us so we are gonna take this time to be good to them right beard i think we've rambled on enough now right then i think it's time for kickstart corner so beard Will you do us the honours, my son? I will. So there's been a couple of uh, Kickstarter corners that have come and gone uh, while we've, we've been gone. So I've brought two ones out to you. One I'm going to talk about, and the second one Jay's actually going to run with because he's been all over it like a tramp on chips with their uh, social media information. So the first one, I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, is Grebo Games Chimp Olympa Cutemol Miniatures for Fantasy Football. Now, Grebo's Cutemol's team's there's not many people that are on the fence with them. Some absolutely love them. Some don't think they belong in Blood Bowl. Me, I think they're just a little bit of fun. My missus actually wants to get one of these teams just to paint. And it could even be a, a gateway into Blood Bowl for her once they're painted. So I don't mind it uh, if she wanted to get some. Now, with these, they've got three teams. So they're bringing these out in Greyblood, which is their higher quality version of resin. And they do look really, really nice. They've done a couple of projects in this now. So they've got the Chimpalimpa team, which is their monkeys team, which is aimed as a wood elf team, where you get one Babanano, four Cocoa Catchers, two Wood Dancers, two Banana Throwers, and eight Lineips. They have the Lemurin Clan, which I believe is their Snotling team. So you have two Bradillos, two Lemurin Carts, two Lemurin Frog Riders, two Lemurin Bombardiers, two Lemurin Runners, and 12 Lemurins. And then the third team with this is the 24 Fists, which I believe is their Ogre's team, where you get five Four Fists, one Banana King, and 12 Lemurins. There is, with each of these, you will get the stretch goals when unlocked. So one Bruschetto, one Banana Ball, one Robot Dancer, one Boink, one Cheerleader, one Pink Pig, one 
Rocks to Kiana and one Porchetto. Uh, so you're getting a full team plus about eight extras provided they're all unlocked. And I'll be honest with you, we're 24 hours in. I think they're all unlocked already. Now with these, it, is, it, it works out just after the 24 hours now, I think. So, well, it's, 50, uh, it's £56 for the full team. And in the first 24 hours, you do get a free three-headed monkey miniature. It can be a coach, cheerleader, whatever. For £103, you get the little big pack, which is... A mix which looks to be two full teams and then for 220 pounds you get the whole lot plus all the extras and all the add-ons this is Grebo. everybody knows what Grebo's quality is like it's absolutely stunning done 3d painted renders on there they've shown the full casting renders they've shown the miniatures next to what is a very similar sized dwarf and elf from their own range at 32 mil so it fits in nicely with the ranges personally my favorite of the three is the lemuring clan i think that the uh, snotling wagons as they are look absolutely amazing and the two trolls the two sloths they look great as well that's probably the one that me and my other half would go for if we do decide to back this one i do like the gorillas team as well though they're, they're big they're angry they're gorillas they're ogres this looks absolutely great there is actually a fourth team on there the gogo ape team uh where there's one banana king four forfus two chimpunch two banana throws eight line apes which is a mix of the monkeys lemurs and the ogres and then from there you've got the the, the bigger teams that you're, you're paying into what do you think to those jay do you want my personal opinion fire away that's what we're here for don't like them do you not i am not a fan of the cute range. you're that side of the fence with them then i am that side of the fence but i am gonna say they're not for me and i know that i if i picked them up i wouldn't enjoy painting them and i probably wouldn't want to feel them but that being said if somebody was playing them across for me i am not gonna have a dicky fit and say i'm not playing them because of it i know there's some people out there that probably would throw a dicky fit but that's just not me. Okay, so if you do you and it, it's not for me, but there's somebody out there that it's for. Like you said, it's you were interested. Perhaps it is because they've got the girlfriend factor because they are, like they said, cute animals and it. So it's perhaps the missus will be a bit more. Oh, I'm willing to willing to try and play if we pick that up, but I'm not a fan of them. So the second one that we have. This is quite a big one from Vortis Miniatures. It's Fantasy Football Stadiums. Do you uh, do you want to run us through this one? Because I know you're a big fan of this. Well, I'm just going to give my two cents on it because this is your this is your uh, part of it. So you will probably want to break it down into its many many parts. But uh, Vortis Miniatures have now released their uh, campaign for 3D printable stadiums. You are looking to pledge for an STL file and there's many many stadiums there as we were talking about earlier there's a humans team there's orc there's halfling stadiums there's what we said lizardmen dark elves and i believe undead is another one yep i might be missing one or two but these are top quality scalps it's oh there you go we've got orc humans halfling skaven Lizardman, Undead, Dwarves. It's amazing. So, you know, there's a nice range there. Yes, yes. It's, it's really good. And the fact that it's not just a couple of sides to a stadium, it's not just a couple of bleachers or, you know, the knockout reserves or um, dead box. They've actually sculpted the outside of the stadiums as well. Because, like I pointed out to you on the Undead Stadium, they had, like, the, the Grim Reaper type of etchings coming out of the wall and made it look like some flamboyant fantasy stadium and they look amazing i will say so the sdl files will probably be highly detailed on you 
I can't, I can't say say much more about it other than these are fantastic. I'm going to talk about the... Let's grab one. I'm going to flick through. There you go. The Lizardman Stadium. Now, I think this is fantastic because it has the Aztec theme. Lots of uh, Lizardman heads on the sides. You can see like these sculpts of vines on there as well. Oh, yeah. The, and then you've got... The, the whole thing, It just it's just themed so well. Oh, yeah, it's, it looks like it's just been carved into the middle of a temple. Yeah. You know, where, where the boxes are, they, it's fantastic. It even looks slightly crumbling as well. So you you know that it's oh, a very well-worn stadium. It's just so much detail on it. If you are a 3D printer enthusiast, I, I advise you, get on Vortis Miniatures. Pledge, these are fantastic. The only thing I will say about these, Pierre, before you... Break it down for the rest of us is you've got to be very careful about the pitch that you put in the middle because if you are just going to put in your fold out GW pitch in the middle of this, you've printed out a stadium for naught. It's just gonna it's gonna look awful. So you better be prepared to make a fucking cracking pitch to put in the middle of these. These are the dogs bollocks, I believe. They are. They the these are the stadiums that you you'd absolutely love to play and see the full thing printed and painted out in terms of breaking down prices then so for 25 quid you can get an stl file of your choice plus all the unlocks free stretch goals for 59 quid you can get three for 119 quid you can get eight stl stadiums so all eight so it's if you've got your home kit set up or you know somebody as we all seem to do in the blood bowl community that happy to print a few things might be worth buying them a few crates of beer rather than just the one this time because this is going to take some printing but i tell you what once it's done you will be the envy of everybody else you play blood bowl with oh yeah it's one of those stadiums that you you probably would set up to play a game on it but you'd probably end up taking more time taking photos oh yeah of how good the game looks with the stadium around it like you might be able to at some point fill the state the stadium out with like actual people in the crowd because i know there's been a couple of kickstarters where there's been crowds for stadiums yeah and it would look amazing the only thing i would say is when you're putting this together is make sure that one side does come away a little bit easier so you can actually get in there because it looks like it's so busy and well made that you're going to be like reaching up and over to try and get anything done give yourself like a side where you can come in play the game but it still looks amazing yeah so you still got that you still got that stadium around it absolutely i mean these every single one of them is themed really really well they're all unique so it it's not a case that you've got a generic stadium with just some orc banners or just some human banners every single one of these has been designed separately even down to the seat in the, the cobblestone work on the halfling the halfling holes the trees growing around the entrance way you look at the dark elf one all the spires the stadiums the stands the spikes literally every single one of these has had a lot of work poured into them it's one of those like you say you'd spend as long taking pictures from different angles than you would playing the game they, they, they are the, as you said the dog's bollocks of stadiums i think that's all we can say about this other than us keeping on fangirling about it is there anything else that we're going to talk about on kickstarter corner i think that's it for this evening oh aren't we a lucky bunch let us go to a break and then i think we can talk about your first event we are so see you on the flip side <laughs> Right, guys, we are back from the break, and now we get to talk to our boy Beard 
about his first experience as a tournament goer. So, Beard, how did you find your first tournament? I really, really enjoyed it. First of all, I want to put thanks out to Pento for putting the event on. It was a cracking event. Weather was a bit naff first thing in the morning, but sun came out and we all had a good laugh. Thanks to the cooks for providing some amazing food. I think pretty much all of it had gone by us like it was like feeding a small army and i need to know which butchers he went to as well because some of that food was stunning but no yeah i really enjoyed it it was a good event there's a few things that i've learned there's a few things certainly that i change in terms of my approach to an event yeah. knowing what i know now we'll get on to that in a minute now i'm sorry to cut you up there but i, I don't want you to uh, bust your lord on the uh, first question what a week get out of it going into this event as we have said plenty of times you go in with no expectations because we've always said we go in at it for fun we know that there's going to be players that are 10 times better than us so we try and have as much fun as possible did you feel that you were able to enjoy yourself playing the games with your opponent or did it feel like oh because this is a tournament it was a lot more serious than you would have thought or what was your opinion and what team did you take well i took humans i took two throwers two catchers four blitzers with guard ogre halfling three linemen morgan thorg and we got the free acorn i took a couple of re-rolls and an apo which i kept forgetting about the apo but i had more injuries and an app I could deal with. In terms of what I went up against, I was outstrengthed every game. So I ha- I went up against Lizards with Grumbrindle. I went up against Blackhawks twice with Varag. That was what it was. Look at the draw is what it is. You know, you can plan for a bashy team and end up against all dodging teams that don't want to be anywhere near you or vice versa. You can turn up with an elf team that wants to hide away and you can end up with lizards that just chase you down. You know, it's it's luck of the draws that it is what yeah. it is. Go back to the, the main question then. Was was the games fun or was it a more serious aspect? Absolutely. They were all fun in their own ways, different ways, different opponents brought different things to the table, not just literally, but in sort of interactions and how they saw the game. You know, it, it's an event where you sat there for a couple of hours with your opponent, but you're not actually getting to know them as a person. You sat there playing Blood Bowl with them. So your sort of conversation is quite limited to the game you're playing. And some people are more chatty than others. Obviously, you know, some people had an event to run while we were playing at the same time, which Pento did amazingly well to play the game and sort of keep his eye on what was going on. I played a mixture of people at different sort of levels. I played 20 Phoenix, Gareth, one of the local players in Wales, very, very good player against his Lizards. I played Pento and his Blackhawks. And then, as luck would have it, you and I drew each other for the final game. The tier three off, one of it. The tier three off, it was indeed. And yeah, it was just, it was really enjoyable. Obviously, you and I had the sort of normal laughs that we have. Um, I think you felt a bit bad about how the game went early doors. Yeah. Is what is, it is what it is. You know, like you say, in terms of expectations, I went in expecting to be near the bottom. I was bottom. I won a trophy, which is more than I expected to. So, you know, I exceeded expectations there, albeit winning the wooden spoon. I nearly won a second one for most casualties with Acorn. Tied equal second on that. So I was quite happy with that. Mm. What, what did you think for you, for the event? How did it go for you? Yeah, i got to be honest. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was nice to catch up with everybody that we've been talking on, like WhatsApp and Discords and stuff like that. But it was actually nice to be able to see people face-to-face, masked up and everything like that, you know, caught covid restrictions uh, in place like but we were able to sit down and talk to people and just like you know actually see expression on their faces when you talk to them rather than uh, seeing the like flick on discord like it was nice i was able to actually have a good chat a few of the players i went went against because i took like you said i took my black oaks 
I won't run through the team because I think I've run through it before. But I came 17, luckily, because two losses I had. Because it was first one was against Dwarves. That was a narrow defeat because Hawker drove me into the ground with his uh, death roller. Bastard thing was... Uh, death rollers be rolling. Dead orcs be hating. Well, the problem was it wasn't killing them. It was just like being an annoying little twat there. Anyway, but it was a fun game. So you mean being a dwarf, basically? Yeah, I was having I was having fun running at the Grom, and he would fall over. Then he would get up and hit Vardag. And then Vardag would get up and hit him. It was because it was just like who was going to give out first. Bit of a slugfest in the middle of the pitch, yeah, was it? It was fun. I gotta be honest. And because we would have in that massive slugfest, and it was like big scrums in the corner, we were able to like have a joke about it and keep each other interested in it. And I think me and Hawker were too busy taking the piss out of each other's dice to realise that we were running out of time and then we like quickly went through the last uh, couple of sets it was, it was friggin' amazing it was a good laugh I gotta be honest and Hawker's always been amazing every time I met him he's one of the guys that will sit down and he can have a laugh with anyone so easy to get on with I went up against Jaywood then and his Skaven and I will tell you four gutter runners Two plus dodging, re-rolls, everything. That, oh, you couldn't catch the bastards. It was like they were covered in oil or something like that. And when I did catch them, I couldn't break their armour. So that was a 2-0. And that was a, oh, that was that was unlucky for myself, i got to be honest. But then I got to play you. I got to play you. At, um, I was tier three off. And like you said, I felt really bad. And I will say I did. Because the best combination I took there was a Firebelly and the War Drummers. And it was yep. so unfortunate fortunate that your boys line like once you got pushed back it was a perfect line of like 90% of your team and 90% of your team was up then it went down and then most of them went off the pitch whether it be dead yep. dead or knockout they went off the pitch and then it was just like you were constantly chasing then when and then it was like every turn then it was oh he's knocked out He's knocked out. He's dead. So it was like you were trying to catch me before the numbers whittled down, wasn't it? But Absolutely. I did manage to get a uh, halfling touchdown, which was good. Yes. That was... that was my plan B. This is something I wanted to move on to in terms of one of the things I've learned. You can practice all you want with your main team, but I think having a plan A and plan B, possibly even plan C with your roster, yeah. isn't a bad idea. I, t- I tell you what, but it was your plan B happened and then it never happened again because your you know, halfling got taken out because yeah, as soon as you put him on the pitch I was like right I gotta either try and separate him from uh, the troll or I'm gonna have to like, cover my backside unfortunately I kind of got tied up but couldn't get anyone in the backfield and yeah it is what it is it worked out for you but he didn't survive long after that no he didn't he was uh, he was target number one after he scored yes actually no I don't even think I thought that highly of him. <laughs> he was probably target number three. Yeah, Ogre was number one. Blitzers was number two. Halfling was number three. It's like, this is how bad I felt, right? Because at the, at the end of the game, well, actually, three turns before the game ended, I realised your catches had gone, Acorn had gone, your Blitzers had gone. So all you were left with was two linemen, an Ogre, Morg, and one of your linemen was face down in the dirt. And there was no way he was catching the goblins. And then that's when I realised, shit if i take out one of the ogres he's not going to be able he's not really going to be able to set back up unless he's really lucky on the knockouts 
Because I think you only had about two knockouts, didn't you? And yeah. everything else was dead. I was like, shit, if this thing goes in, this might be I have to concede moment. And I was like, oh, poor bastard. And that's, I think I think that's why I was, like, try, I was like, every time I hit you, I was like kind of praying. I didn't don't want to kill him again. I don't want to kill him. Because it's weird. I don't want. I don't want to see you get wiped out. But but them's the breaks. It's an event. It's but yeah, not, but that's the thing. It's not a friendly game. Where... Luckily, I was playing you, right? So we could treat it a bit friendlier. Yeah. I was like, oh my word, I don't want to kill him. And I was very aware, right? If it, it was your first event. Yeah, but look at it this way. If, if that happens, you know, the only way is up. Oh, exactly. I came last. I can't get any worse than last. You can. Last but one, because you don't get a trophy. Well. If I finish last but one, I haven't finished last. Yeah, but you don't get a trophy. If you finish last, well, the wooden spoon is a trophy. Well, in terms of it, you've touched on something there with, with our game. These games, whether it's an event or whether it's a friendly event, you have a social contract yeah. sort of between yourself and your opponent, whether that's a Sunday night club night where it's just you and your mate having a friendly game, trying so much stupid, or whether it's an event such as barbecue bowl or thrud where you know, you're going to be sat there rolling dice at each other for a couple of hours or longer, depending on the event timings or, or what have you. You're both there to enjoy it, and if you don't enjoy it, like you say, you don't want to. You don't want to be at an event the first time, not enjoy it, and not want to go back. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of people that that does happen to. They play the first game, lose badly, and then never want to be part of it again. You don't want to do that to people at an event. So for me, that that social contract is part of yes, celebrate dice successes, but celebrate yours and your opponents, not just yours. Yeah. If dice go wrong, laugh at your own bad luck, and if your opponent laughs at his own bad luck. Have a little bit of a giggle with him, but don't sort of rub it in his face. Like, have a laugh and a joke and go, ha-ha, my halfling who's done nothing all game makes a heroic trip, and now he's totally out in the open for you to blitz him and kill him next turn, so he'll never be remembered. Have a bit of a laugh and a joke and tell a story about it. Don't make your opponent feel like they're not part of the game. Don't sit there just trying to play it all out in your own head. Have a chat with them. Have a chat about how their previous games went or have a chat about their paint job that they've managed to do or say to them, oh, you know, what do you think to my roster setup? Would you have done anything different? You know, make a conversation with it so it's, it's not just sort of hard staring at dice rolls and then grumbling when your dice don't do so yeah. well because you don't also want to be known as that guy at an event that nobody wants to play because all that he does is just whinge about how it's not his day. And it's like, for most people, it's not their day because they don't win every game. Celebrate the successes together and laugh together. And all three of my games, we did that. As much as some of the players take their Blood Bowl a lot more seriously than I do, I enjoyed every single one of them. And I had a laugh with each of my opponents, including you, when I was losing. You know, I was scratching my head a bit thinking I've got four players Oh, dude. Two of them are face down, are so. I gotta be honest, but I would say, when it happened and I realised this this guy has got nothing, you know, he's like, even if he sets up, he's gonna get smothered. I was just like, oh, no. But because I was lucky to have you as the opponent, or you could say you were lucky to have me, we could have that laugh. Because I think the fact that we've played each other a lot more, we know what we look for in a game. Already, our social contract is... We go in there to fuck about and have a laugh. We're not we're not yeah. messing about to the point of we're not playing the game properly. We're playing the game prop, but we're making a point of interacting. We're having a laugh. We're making sure the other one is talking. He's not feeling sorry for himself. Like we even discuss, oh, if I do this play, is it worth me doing it this way? Or is there another avenue? And then it's like, because that's what happened with my games. I was like, well, if I do this... I could open it up if it works, or I could do this. But I don't know which one I would take. You know, so I'm talking scenarios. But like we said about social contracts, you don't want somebody 
lost in your own head running through a spreadsheet because I hate my farmer when you see people going it's, yeah. I gotta roll this dice for this to work and it's a 12% right? yeah I don't I don't like Matt Hammer because to me that turns the game sterile and it it eats into time then that's eating into time that you could be playing the game and absolutely part of that I agree with and there's a little bit that I kind of don't and the reason why I don't is what I saw at the event so when you're sat there trying to figure things out and you're trying to figure right I need to move my cage here or I need to get this guy to here he needs a couple of dodges but then I want to put somebody over here for him to pass to and if you're trying to work things out by putting fingers on squares going right he wants to go there he wants to go to here a lot of the time if you're just trying to work that sort of stuff out and you're pointing to places on the pitch a lot of the time your opponents will say do you want me to just sort of mark that square or you're going to there or he's movement seven you've only accounted for six yeah so there is a bit of you know, your opponents will help you out a little bit with sort of like your know, song is like you say you're not sat there going two up four up five up re-rollable needs another two up but then if i do this and it, you know in that instance you can see both opponents are quite happy with their interactions and to help each other out it's not a case of coaching you're just sort of like looking at, and like you say you know once your turn is over a lot of people or a lot of more experienced coaches if you say like look i did that but would this have been a better play they could tell you out of experience well this would have worked better or you've got a reroll for that bit instead or that guy don't forget he's got an inbuilt skill that allows him to do this as well and it's like the turn is already gone so they're not going to coach you and go you should have done this but they'll be able to tell you just out of experience this might have worked a little bit better than what you did or no i played the right play but the dice weren't your way because that also happened quite a bit for both of us you know we, we we weren't making terrible plays all the time but dice are dice but that's the thing, see, it was like, in my games, I was like, I, I would run through the scenario. I would say, if I was, I can bring my player around here for support, and then I'm going to try and knock me this way. And in fairness, my players were like, that's a good play. Or they would say, but it would make more sense to do this. Because they, they've got yeah. that experience, and they know that I'm less experienced. But at the end of the game, I just turned around to every one of my opponents. At that point, I, I was just like, I just got to give this guy space. He's got to pick up, he's got to pick up most of his team from the dead box. Let's give him a bit of space. But I was like, to the experienced players, I was like, what could I have done different? And they all turned around and said, nothing. You could have just rolled better. So it just it made me feel a bit more confident that I was making the right plays. Yeah. It is what it is. It's much of a muchness. I will say, when you are playing a game and you throw a goblin, he lands. He's within running distance of the try line, but you fail every dodge and it's only three dodges and you fail them all right you know the game is against you that's all i gotta say that's a, no. that's how badly one of my games went the funniest thing i was just like oh for fuck's sake man and i was, I was looking to the evans like, what have you done to me and my play and my opponent just went again he just went shit you were not in favor today are you i was like no i'm not let me go get a can so, <laughs> so i was like fuck's sake man you know we're having a laugh with it but all blood ball is it's two people having a laugh it's got to be a winner or loser. Don't worry about that. It's the game. Absolutely. Tell stories. You always remember the dice that go terrible. And you always remember thinking, well, if I'd done this or if I'd done that. But never mind that. Think about the the little guy who's got to do a two dice uphill to just push somebody out of the way to give you a dodge to get through to score a touchdown. You know, it's little things like that. It's a little heroes like that that you can tell stories of. You might get turned into piss two turns later. I'm never going to forgive that goblin, yeah. I'm not. That that goblin that made three dodges and uh, two dice uphill and pow and then took off with the ball. No. He's, he's, he, that goblin, hmm, 
I still have nightmares two weeks later about that oh, goblin. I, I gotta be honest, but it's I, I I was fucking about. But sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to do that that silly play, or sometimes you have to do something that perhaps you know the dice wouldn't necessarily be in your favour to do and sometimes it works spectacularly. Oh, yeah. Other times you'll roll every one, you'll roll both skulls and your armour will break and you'll die. One thing I will say about tournaments is you've got to maintain a well, you've got to be respectful to your opponent. I'm a stern believer of treat others how you would treat yourself. So I will have a laugh with people because I expect people to have a laugh with me. I'm not overly arsehole-ish to people. I'm actually quite approachable. This is yeah. the contract I put out to people, and this is what I expect back. I'm not saying go in there and be an asshole because that's one that's one way of not having uh, people wanting to play you, and then don't go the other end of being so insular that you're ignorant. You've got to be a fine yeah. balance, which can be hard in this type of hobby because some people don't have the social skills, shall we say? So it's a fine balance, but then if they haven't got the social skills, going to tournaments where you meet the new people is a good way of learning that skill yep right so we've talked about etiquette we've talked about the actual games itself and you said unfortunately all three games were a bit of a washout for you but you walked away with a spoon did you feel at the end of it that you were robbed that you could have done not so much you could have done better but certain things that were happening that you didn't have any control over or did you just go it is what it is it was such a laugh. I don't give a shit. I got to meet my friends. I got to have a laugh. I met new viewers. I've met new friends. And I, I can't wait to see them again. I'd have liked to have done better in the sense of I didn't want to be propping up the table. But as we said, a spoon is a trophy. So I'm not too upset about that. I certainly don't feel robbed given the calibre of players I was playing. I certainly wouldn't go to my first event only sort of having played the occasional league and a bit of online thinking you know what i'm billy big bollocks i'm expecting to win this one out of three wins might have been nice but like i say i enjoyed every game and i learned something i wasn't taking a team to knock people out of the park i wasn't taking a team to dodge away and and do silly one turn touchdowns from 20 squares away i took a team that could do a bit of everything unluckily for me I got outstrengthed every game, was what it was, you know. I met new people, put a lot of faces to a lot of names, who I've probably forgotten names again already, because that's me, I do that a lot. But I'll remember faces, and I'll remember which teams you played, even though at the end of the day I was absolutely knackered, couldn't remember the teams that were in front of me. I could remember the people, and I could remember the laughs that we had, and I could remember the scores, I just couldn't remember the, the actual teams that I played against, and that's my own mental faculties to be honest yeah i kind of saw the gears churning by the end of it when they started doing like the best painted award when they were saying all oh, right down who you think was the best painted at one point i'm sure i saw like beard.exe stop working like you know across the eyes like it was uh you were looking a bit burnt out at that point but Spit, spinning wheels of doom yeah it happens but no as a weekend it was a great weekend you know i had a good chat with some of the Merthyr boys on the way down about what we thought might happen what might and might not happen what we were taking there were a lot of people who were surprised that there were mainly bash teams, very few sort of dodge teams. There weren't many stunty teams there. Voice of Jericho, so Matt up in Merthyr won a couple of awards. He won Stunty Cup and third, so he did really well. In terms of, in terms of the event, it was a really great event. 
again, shout out to 20 Phoenix, Gareth, for winning overall yes. with his Lizards. But no, I, I don't think I could have done much better than I did in terms of what I and who I played. Games with you and me, it's it's always going to be a swing. It's going to be down to a play or two. You know, sometimes it goes one way, sometimes it goes the other way, depending on what we're playing, you know. Exactly. I'm glad that I got to play you in a tournament setting. Same time, like I say, a win might have been nice, but I'm not moaning because I won a spoon. Yeah, it was a good day. And like we said, thank you to Pent for hosting us. And thank you to everybody that was there providing the drinks, doing the barbecue. You know, it was a mean spread as well. There was a lot of effort went into that. So that was amazing. Thank you to everybody that showed up. Congratulations to Gareth, who was, is it Phoenix 20? 20 Phoenix, yeah. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Voice of Jericho. Who came second? Second place was Dwarfs Rubik. Congratulations to Rubik. Congratulations to you doing your first tournament and getting the wooden spoon. Yeah, I'm not going to make a big song and dance about it, but I want to say thank you to everybody who voted my Black Oaks at the event as Best Painted because I think that's the first time ever I've won an award for Best Painted and yeah I'm going I'm to get that frame put it up on my wall because I think that's going to be my one and only you only got to win it once yeah thank you everybody it was an amazing event and I can't wait for the next one absolutely keep, keep your eyes out I'm sure it'll end up on Talk Fantasy Football for the next one Pento does a mean event, like you say, mean spread. It is it is a small, intimate event. You know, we are all sort of elbows in each other's ribs because we're a little bit close. I, I don't think it was because we were a little bit close. I think it was more to do with that we had the uh, the hobbyist physique. Uh, that and the gazebos were up. You know, we had to all huddle under them. Uh, it's not the gazebos, but it's the hobby physique where you try to rest your arms on your belly and then your arms stick out like chicken wings and elbow everyone. It was a good day. So we've said our thank yous. We've said what you thought about your first event. Is there anything else you would like to say before we end this segment? I think that covers it for our first event. It was it was a really good really good weekend and the next one we've got up is Thread. We got Thread, which means it's gonna be a very good tie in in the next minute because when we come back from the break it's me and Windrum talking uh, the Thread Bowl auction. So Well, before you bring him on have you got the padlock ready for his tent? Yes. Yes, I got the padlock ready. I, I know exactly what I'm going to be drinking three days before so he can uh, have the right scent of piss in his shoes. I know, didn't you say the other day you were going to put a turd in his pillow if he brings one? I did think about it. I did think about it. Um, I have heard that you know toilets are on site, but there might be a queue at certain times. <laughs> we're, saying, we're saying all this. We love you, Windrum. We honestly do. Let's hit the music, and then I'll be back with uh, Windrum for the end of the show. Right then, guys, it's the end of the show, and for a change, I'm doing something different. I have a friend of the podcast. He is from our sister podcast over in Squad Chaos. He is the... The most Liverpudlian Welshman I've ever met. Liverpudlian? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'm not Liverpudlian. Wrexham is South, uh, South Liverpool. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. Yeah. There just have that. Just, yeah. We got Windrum. So, Windrum, you come bring in news for, but from uh, Threadball, don't you? I am, mate, yes. Thank you very much for that lovely welcome. I've not been called Liverpudlian for a long time. <laughs> uh yeah, I was looking at the motherland over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it was very nice, blessed in sun, <laughs> uh, which doesn't happen very often, just like where I live. Oh. So, yeah, I'm here to plug and talk about Threadball and mainly 
our amazing online auction. Well, just the yes. whole auction. So, yes, because yeah. you came and had a word with me about this. And to be honest, uh, you beat me to the punch because I wanted to help promote this, you know, a little bit extra than what we can do. Yeah. So the auction is is online, like you said, and is up at the moment now for everyone to view it. Yep, it's there. Uh, there is going to be some more items going on. Uh, we have more, even more stuff. We're up to 102 items at the moment, and I think by the time we finish, it could be anywhere between 120 and 150 items in total. Uh, oh, there's so many, mate. But, um, Doug, I've said it before. I, I'm loving doing this, just sort of begging people for goodies, but it's absolutely killing me. Because everything arrives in my house and I get to look at them and unpack them and then I have to put them in a box and wait to take them to Thrud. So I, yeah, my, my of... house is just like full of just so many amazing models and dice and pictures and oh, it's just amazing. Yeah, but it, by, it scratches that new new buyer's itch then, doesn't it? Because you've opened it up and you're like, oh, it's like opening a brand new model and then you get to pack it away and you're just like, right, that's, that's cured my little... Yeah, I have to say it's helping me get through uh, Battle of Begum because I'm not buying anything, but I'm getting stuff arriving. So it, it's the plastic crack addiction, isn't it? It just helps a little bit. Exactly, exactly. I done my, I've done my six months of no buy-in, and like I said, I think the first thing I bought was like the new vamps from Age of Sigma. So like I'm nearly half, well, I'm halfway through one of them now, and then cool. the next one, then probably next week. So. I'm halfway through a Lizardman team and halfway through uh, painting Thrud for Thrudball. And I finished Guy Mir the other day. So, so You were close to uh, getting to your, your pledges then? Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly there on my pledges, I think. I've uh, got a few more few more things to go for, but we, we're getting there now. Oh, Wynn's probably <coughs> done, his, uh, done his pledges because... Counting them up the other day, I think he's done about nine. I saw his post. Yeah, he's done so many. Yeah, because I, I, well, I pissed myself a bit when he, uh, he's when he uh, gave us our list, and he went, oh, um, he went, oh, um, how much have I got to give? I said, oh, it's only six pledges. Okay, well, if I give you a list of everything I've got to paint, and we'll just mark it off as we go along, and then you could just say when. <laughs> Just like you crack on, but because I, I just thought it was great. Because he said he's got a paint in a Dominus box set, which I was like, I struggle sometimes just to paint a box of like you know, blood, a Blood Bowl team was that like 12 oh, players? Yeah, it's just it was a paint like 50 odd uh, models. Crack on, do it kills me. I've done Guy Mir, he took me and he's small, he's only a goblin. He's taken me about a week. Fair enough, I've been doing other things as well. Thrud. It's been on the go for about two weeks now. This Lizardman team has been sat on my painting station for about a week and a half, two weeks. In that time, Andy Thor has probably painted five full teams, won a Best Painted Award with one of them. And just, just ridiculous. The man's a machine. I love him. He's my second favourite painter. You're always going to be a uh, top supporter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are here to talk about Thrudmate. I'm jumping. I'm bringing us back on track. Are you correct in course on my podcast? Well, you know, I, Andy does it on our podcast, so I thought I'd have a go. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Yes, so right. I'm ball the auction. So everyone can go on to our website, which is www.thrudball.com. For some reason, thrudball.com's not working properly. It'll so 
AEW's at the front. Uh, and yeah, you can. There is a form there. If you go click on auction, and then you can look at the Google slideshow. If you go on there on your phone, just click on the picture of Acorn. It'll open the slideshow up for you, uh, and you can flick through all the models and everything. There's pitches, limited edition pitches, limited edition models, some freaking amazing dice. There's even two 50 mil dice. They are massive. If you roll one of them, you're likely to, uh, if you roll in, it goes wayward. You're likely to take most of a team out. So they they've only got them for when you lose them, then? Yeah, mate. They're like, it's, it's like rolling brick. a house brick. It is. It's like <laughs> holding a, rolling a brick. Give us a little bit of insight, then. So what? can you tell us a couple of the uh, lots that are going to be in the auction? Yeah. There we go. Well, we've got number one is an acorn the squirrel. That's been donated by, painted and donated by Nazgob. That's your first slide. We've got all sorts. There is, I'll tell you what, there's two gorgeous uh, NAF World Cup coins. They are absolutely beautiful. Proper metal NAF World Cup coins. They're up for auction. There's a reasonably well-painted fling team. Well, just flings. That's been that's been donated by a very nice person. It's a lovely Bye. team. Thanks, Jim. I don't know who you're talking about. No, yes, I can't take any credit for that. I might have donated it on behalf of the podcast, but yeah, that was painted by our, our friend over at Shaolin Chainsaw, the uh, painter on Instagram. All so right. he, what he done was, like I was talking to him and I was telling him how much we want to help Thread and it, like I didn't know what we could do. And yeah. me and him came up with the idea of it. So he, he's, he didn't take any commission for it, so he painted it free of charge. He'd done it to a very high standard as well. They look lovely. They really do. Even painted the tokens and everything, and they look friggin' amazing. Cool. Like, like I'm, I cannot claim that I've done any painting to these models, because if I they would look fucking trash. But these do not look trash. These are absolutely amazing. So if anybody is looking at that website... I'm gonna yeah, that's the- lot 38, if you're looking for them. I'll put a link for Sheldon Chainsaw's uh, Instagram as well, so you can show him some love as well. Yeah, if you send me that, and then we can put that in on the in onto the lot because there's going to be at the at Thread Bowl the slideshow that's that will be running on big screens throughout, so everyone can who's there can actually see it what's going what's available as well as just popping onto the website. And what? we're hope we're hoping to be able to lay out everything as well onto tables, but. We have got 100 coaches in there and we are still doing COVID safe. So we're not 100% if we'll have enough room to be able to do that. We'll work something out. I know we will. But yeah, there is so many lovely things. Like we had uh, Crystal, the painter. She was, yeah, Crystal McDowell. She was did a live stream the other week uh, painting Thrud himself, the Thrud miniature. So there's that. Uh, really, yeah, it's beautiful painted as well. He's really fantastic. There is so many things. I tell you, the ones that people haven't, a couple of people have asked me about. We've got three miscellaneous boxes that have been donated by Mantic Games, and these boxes are literally just full. They're beautiful boxes. They fold out. They they look like books, and they are absolutely full of models, dice, bits of scenery. There's there's so much in there, mate. They are absolutely amazing. There's three of them. They're called the the Mantic Mystery Boxes. And auction for them as well. That sounds uh, awesome. 
Yeah, there's also it, it could be absolutely anything in there. I know one of them we opened it up and it looked like it had got loads and loads of models in it for being able to do sort of like D and D creatures and things in there and or be able to make some weird and wonderful sculpts and so yeah, they look amazing. Hobbyist so, dream. Yeah, definitely a hobbyist dream. Yeah, you can just go hell for level with them. We've got pitches. Sean Morpheus from the uh, our podcast podcast podcast. He's him and his wife have purchased a few very very limited edition and one exceedingly rare blood bowl pitch and donated them. The pitch is where is it from? I'm trying to spot it now on the list. I'm being useless. It's it's meant to be, or we believe it is, the first ever tournament made blood bowl pitch. Uh, so yeah, it's fantastic. You managed to find one of the first pitches. Yes. Oh, so you know, in some way, that's a little bit of history with it, like you know, because if you if you think about it, like I know this is we're talking about um, toy uh, like toys at the end of the day, little plastic men. But yes. if you think about what has gone on with Blood Bowl, especially like early days, then it was discontinued by GW. Then the community carried it on and updated everything, breathed new life into it, got you know, got it up and running to the point of GW just picked it up again in 2016. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Without the community, that wouldn't have happened. And then no. I think somebody somebody's got a hole now of that first ever tournament pitch to go with it. Yeah. That's a bit of weight to that, like, you know, so that, that's a nice little... Uh, yeah, it's the Dutch, it's lot number, if people are listening and looking, it's actually lot number six. It's the Dutch open board with dugouts. And yeah, it's believed to be the first non-GW pitch produced. Bloody hell. Yeah. So this is an auction to remember then, isn't it? Oh, mate, some of the stuff that we've been donated is amazing. There's a, a Matt's EU have donated a six before neoprene gaming mat in carry bag but it's one of their new ones so it's actually double-sided so it's fantasy on one side and uh sort of 40k on the other oh nice they're like 120 130 pounds on their website to get one of them so there's one of those on the one of those up for auction there's just so much stuff it's amazing i'm surprised you guys haven't gone to g <coughs> see what they would end up like but uh you don't need to you you want history in the making right now uh watch this space with gwa that's all i'm saying oh yeah. i can't say anymore if they got any common sense knowing, knowing what you guys are doing for the community they should reach deep into their pockets and uh well, donate something fingers crossed mate. we're keeping our fingers crossed yeah. over at squad chaos hq we are absolutely blown away with everything that's happened so far with all the donations and everything else that's going on the amount of coaches we've got the amount of help that everyone's sort of doing along like behind the scenes sorting yeah. things out is just absolutely phenomenal <clears throat> it really is quite an amazing community of lads yeah uh it's great so yeah it is so good right i'm going to i want to plug a few more things as well mate if i can well you you can but before we go ahead all these donations are from other people within the blood blood bowl sphere really and it so yes and things so it's basically the community coming together to support the community yeah so i know i say this practically every time i'm talking about an event but it just surprises me how amazing the yeah. blood bowl community is guys you are amazing 
You you do so much to help everybody. They, you do not turn your back on anybody, and this is for an amazing cause. So yeah, it's all in aid of Mind and the uh, Roy Castle Lung Cancer Trust this year. They're our two uh, beneficiaries from everything. So it's just phenomenal. I I can't believe how much help and how wonderful people are from just donating time to donating just little things as well. It's just, we've you know we're you will just, just, indivi- just, in, just individual I am mate. It's I can't <laughs> believe how amazing people are. We've had from just like little individual models donated to us to entire teams to just oh it's just mind blowing what people have done. Yeah, it's it really is. But yeah, we've got as well as the auction at Threadball, there will be the raffle boxes because not everything that's been donated as a, is actually in the auction. There is, we do have the uh, Threadball auction, uh, Threadball raffle happening as well, which is a raffle with a difference. So right, let me see if I can pull that up. So so the tickets at Threadball. This is for the part for the guys that are there. Fifty p each or two pound for a strip of five. And basically, there's going to be boxes which are full of goodies. So, and you you look at that and you'll go, oh, I quite fancy that one. So you might put maybe one of your tickets in, or you might put five, six, seven, or eight. You put as many tickets into that box, the tub that's in front of it, for how much you actually want to win. What's in there? The more tickets you put in, the better chance you've got of winning those that raffle. But there's going to be like, I think we've got five or six, possibly more raffle boxes. So you can win some seriously good goodies in the raffle boxes as well. There is also, this is an exclusive for you guys, there will be an online raffle box. Just one. I can't tell you what the prize is, but the prize is going to be freaking awesome. And that will be announced. The prize will be announced on the first of August. Ooh, and that will be that will be an online that will be an online exclusive where you buy your raffle tickets online, and everyone goes into that one to win that one prize, the one raffle box. Nice. But also that means then the community that can't attend is also still being involved then, isn't it? So- yes. That's why we've got it's, uh, the community can all bid on their on items online. There's a on the website. There is a link to fill out the form for your bids. Bidding for items stops on the Thursday before Threadball, so Thursday the twelfth at one minute to midnight, uh, to give us time to be able to on the Friday and Saturday sort through all the bids to find the highest bids and sort all that out. Those bids will then go against people in the room. So you might you might be lucky you might win or somebody in the room might want the the item more than you and win it. So it's great. There's all sorts of stuff. What else have I got to tell you? I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes. The auction itself will be drawn on Saturday evening on the 14th, so the Saturday of Threadball, where we'll be sat there having a beer, mate. And with our wallets in hand going, yeah. oh, my God. Where else have we got? Oh, anyone coming to Threadball, we still have one spot left for the most Threadlight competition. I know Beard's in there already. I know he's trying to get me to be involved. I'm like, no, oh, I come don't. on, mate, do it. No, but the thing is, I've got to be his wrangler for this year. And then perhaps next time we go, perhaps the two of us won't need a wrangler. It's just, okay. I don't want to let Beard loose on you all without giving you a, like, you know. 
a little bit of an experience of it first. At least this time I can keep him on the leash. Okay. So, gimp, gimp, <laughs> gimp suit as well, and oh no, bo- a box for him to climb into. Oh no, he's um he's come in as the big Lebowski, but so you know he's going to be the most chilled fucker at the at the event. Like fantastic. So he is uh he's going to smash it, but. I, I've been winding him up, telling him he's got to eat a Rowan, a massive Rowanian. He's probably got to stick like chili up his ass and stuff like that. So, <laughs> no, football is a family-friendly event. So there's going to be, yes, we're going to yes. have wives and kids there as well. So everything is family-friendly. The whole chat, all the challenges are family-friendly and are fantastic. I know of some of the challenges, and they are going to be brilliant. I know it's family friendly. I just can't help but wind him up. Oh, mate, no, he can't. Yeah, you know, he's great. You've got to wind him up. Exactly. But the thing is, I can't. I can't just keep it for the podcast. I got to be able to like wind him up at least once a week. Like you know, yeah. You know, you, I got to keep the. I got to keep it going. Like, uh, is he down for doing the burger challenge? I don't know. I know he's down for thread. I think. Are you down for the burger challenge? No, I'm not down for the burger challenge. Oh, oh why not, mate? There's still people. There's still spaces available for the burger challenge. Ten burgers oh, in ten minutes. I think he's he might be down for it actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's doing all the challenges and then perhaps like I'll tag in next year and do him and he has a break. But I'm like I I'm just trying to I like to be the one that walks around chatting to people. I can't yeah. chat to people when I got a face covered in sauce or <laughs> <laughs> half a burger up my nose on me. <laughs> Don't mind me. Yeah. But um, like I said, it's, I, I'm going I'm to be quiet and respectable this year and and I'm going to have a drink with a few people. I'm going to be rocking the, my uh, squad chaos top myself. Good, uh, mate. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be so many squad chaos shirts there. It's just going to be fantastic. Because uh, we supported our sisters. And, uh, cheers, got our- cheers, sweetheart. <laughs> Cheers, sweetie. No, gotta, gotta have, gotta have a baby, gotta have our baby brothers there. Exactly. Still in your nappies. <laughs> well, we are compared to you guys. God, you started before us. Well, I was more about the age of the presenters, but uh, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> and and he's still young. Sean's like a grand, Sean's like a granddad, and I'm sort of like the aged, the older uncle. Well, no, like I said, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I was realised Andy is younger than you lot, and he? so he, he kind of like if you do the age average, he probably levels you out. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest, right? It was um, it's surprising how much younger beard is to me. We saw this tweet that somebody put up ages ago, and it was like, "What were you doing when this kit was released?" And it was, I think, it was the corn, the corn bazookas for forty k. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, what year was that now?" And we wrote the year, and he was like. Oh, I just started comp, and I'm just like you prick. <laughs> yeah, oh. I was like, I was like, I feel old now, and he's, I think he's my co-presenter. But I, like I said, I said before, I see him as little brother, so yeah. he's, a, little bit, he's a little beard. Yeah, he's a, he's a cracking mate, and he's a he's like a brother as well. So can't yeah. couldn't ask for anything more. Andy and Sean are like that with me as well. We just you know, we speak most days. But I just, yeah, you know, Sean's in a different Sean's in a different time zone, in a different country, and uh, we chat away. And I get on with it, get on very well with his wife and his kid, and just yeah, they get on well with ours. He's coming over, hopefully. Well, he's meant to be coming over this year, but COVID's kind of kicked the arse of that. So he's all all looking good. Fingers crossed for next year. He's coming over and to stay and have a good giggle. 
I, I, like, I like Sean. He's like, everything that's not English is a Scottish accent. I, I, yes. I like his dogged determination on that. Yeah. It, everything he, he swore blind, you guys were from Scotland as well. <laughs> it was so funny. He was, they're from Scotland. They're, no. They're, like, it must be hard being an American listening to like a British... Like what was it? It was we were doing vlogs, weren't we? So yeah, oh, it was. It was the tier two, not tier two. It was the uh, two drunk flings. Yeah, uh, thing well, wasn't it? Yeah. I think isn't it something like every twenty miles there's an accent change in in the UK or something like that? It's something. It's stupid, something like. stupid like that. Yes. If you if you think about, it, you've got the Welsh accent. You've got a hundred different types of English accents. Like you've got about fifty different Welsh accents. Forty Scottish. Yeah. So it's, hard like if you everyone's just like play plain jane americans and they gotta to listen to like every, everybody sounding different like, and it's like shit um i'm guessing it's scottish <laughs> that's the play part everything else back and it must be scottish and i think it, if we talked a little bit more like this and talked about potatoes he probably thought we're irish <laughs> could have been irish hey he's he is irish he is actually irish though he's our sean he is well irish relatives predecessors i believe so he's lovely he's such a great bloke potato and top of the morning <laughs> potato <laughs> oh oh mate do you know what i cannot i'm gonna oh do i tell you do i t- do i tell you? yeah i'm gonna say i've paid for it i've paid for a grudge, grudge match at thread mate have you yeah who's your grudge yeah, I'm speaking to him at the moment. Ah, I've grudge matched you, buddy. Awesome. So uh, you I, can uh, either play me, or you can pay an extra fiver so you don't have to pay me. How about this? I pay the extra fiver and I still play him. That sounds freaking amazing, mate. And win or lose, we we each buy a pint. Yeah. So there you go. You do your first. And win or, uh, win or lose, we we gain points for our team as well. Exactly, because oh, well, we team podcast or something. Are we or pod pod chaos? I think we've come up with pod chaos. I like that one. Yeah. So yes, when all those we getting points for that. Because I, I, I know Beard has had a grudge leveled against him by Ooh. by a goblin player. So it was it was brought to our attention by a Grandmaster Glow. So yes, the Glow I, Father himself. Yes, we are very fortunate now. Pay of us, I've got uh, grudges. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to play you. We I can't so much, We had so much fun on... Um, it was on Thread. No, on Thread. It was on, well, no, it was on uh, Fumble. Yeah. It was a great was so game. Much fumble about that. Yeah, and then we were still chatting about three hours later. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. I'm away. I haven't got the wife and kids with me, so I don't give a shit how long I talk. As long as I get no. to play Blood Bowl, have a drink, and a good, good quality conversation with everybody. Oh, definitely, yeah. You will be facing my halflings, and you would awesome. be drink, drunk, drunk thrud and guy mere. Awesome! Uh, it's, it sounds like an amazing time is going to be had by all. It's going to be so good, mate. And at um, the end of the day, lots of money earned, uh, raised for two wonderful charities and a hundred coaches. The first big event from lockdown. Let's go back over it then, uh, buddy. We got thrud that's happening mid-August. 13th, 14th, and 15th of August. It's a 100 course event. Yes. And it's sold out. Yes, we are. Uh, I believe we are now fully sold out. Not had that confirmed by Andy, but I, the last time I spoke to the lads on the admin channel, we were at 100. So, yeah, it's fully COVID. We have 
got the pitches ordered. I believe Glow actually picked them up the other day, and they are neoprene pitches that are fully wipe clean. They have a wipe clean surface over the top of them, and they look amazing. They're, that's I might, have, I might have to spend you a couple of extra quid and then uh, slip one in my bag when I come home. <laughs> Mate, you can if you go onto the Discord. I believe you can still order them. Um, they are available to order, I believe. Yeah, Custom Patriot, the company that have done those for us. So they are amazing. Everyone that arrives at Thread in their goodie bag gets a face mask and sanitize, hand sanitizer. We've got, you should have received the email from Mike Nasgob about your, everyone's doing lateral flow tests. Yes. Either 24, hour, 24 hours before arriving or on arriving at the event. It's, we're just doing everything as COVID safe as possible. Uh, the bands idea is fantastic. I do like the bands idea because then you see what level other people are at and rather than yes. Yeah. Though I did say to Beard, I'm going to buy one of each and then put on my arm and then see how like you know how crazy people get to like you know oh do, do, do I say hello or not? <laughs> <laughs> you have them in your pockets so you can pull them out like cards. I got. Yeah, well, that's the thing. See, it's like uh, I've had my two jobs. You know, I can I can officially lick people without. Uh, being I've contagious. had my two jobs <laughs> as well, but yeah. It's... Yeah, I got my eighty five percent Microsoft discount now. So. Mate, I, yeah, I've got my. You know, I I got I got the email the other day telling me that I was wearing the wrong coloured pants and that my five G network should be sometime arriving so I can just kick out my own. <laughs> so like, I, it will be a walking sort of mast. Uh, yeah, oh. it's. <laughs> I, I i can't believe some of the bullshit that's come out about this but yeah. people believe what they want to believe but i go do you know like we going back to that do you know like if i uh, say for instance that one about bill gates is fucking tagged us now with these uh chips or whatever they're going to be bored as fuck watching me because what's he doing he's in his house he's working oh well done what's he doing now taking his little boy to school He's back. He's gone home. He's sat in the house for a couple of hours now. Oh, oh, wait! He's doing something different. He's shopping. Yep. Woo! It's just what just, just what everybody wanted to watch, isn't it? Fucking hell! <laughs> Fucking hell! It's, it's not even like he's anything interesting, is it? It's like they pro- it's probably like you know, get a, give me a phone call like in August. Like, oh, you 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 left the left the two mile radius of your home. Yeah, I'm going to thread. Well done. See you there. Yes. <laughs> Come on down. You can pay some money for some auction items. Exactly. So talk, we're talking about that now. There's a auction that's up now, so everyone can see the lots. Yeah. That's over a hundred. Uh, that's over a hundred lots. That's including teams, teams, pieces. pitches, dice. We even we've got all sorts of stuff. Uh, commission painters. One of the teams. If you win the team, you also get a full commission painted. You get the team painted for you, how you want it to be painted. There is fully painted teams. I know for a fact Andy Thor, so Black Wolf Studios. He has painted. He's got three or four teams now that he's painted, as well as individual models and stuff like that. I was chatting to him earlier on. And it, I think it's somewhere in the region of a, about £800 worth of his painting has actually been donated to Thrubball. Nice. And he's a, he's a top quality painter. Oh, mate, he is, he's, is it four, I think he's four teams off now, being the first person to have ever played every, te- every te- official team and won a uh, Best Painted Award with them. Oh, see you. So there you go, guys. That's the type of quality painting you're going to get with him. You've also got 
painters like crystal you said crystal's uh, done stuff average joe i believe is with us as well there's oh there's so much stuff mate it is just crazy and you've also uh, got mystery boxes as well so mystery boxes yeah nobody just, can miss them and then we've got the raffles online and at the event as well so there's a lot for people to get involved with which is yep. amazing and like you said these go to two amazing charities that's the positive energy thing and it's if you put positive energy out there you're going to get it back hundredfold so like you said is the community has been amazing and then it's, it's giving back and it's not an ego thing it's okay guys you've come you've come and rallied for me now what can we do for you and i yeah. think it's amazing so and like i've said before is if there's anything we can do over in tier three to help we will help like I said, you guys are like a you're like a family to us. Then you like well, it's the Blood Bowl community, mate. You know, there's yeah. what is it, ten or twelve Blood Bowl podcasts for just a small niche game because yeah. everybody we all just love it. It's just oh, yeah, it's awesome. a game. It, it's a game that grabs you by the balls and goes, "Come here, let's carry on playing." And uh, well, a few games that you love, and it doesn't matter if you win, win, lose, or draw. It's more about what the fuck happened during that game that everybody sit down, laugh, and drink a beer over. Yeah, it is. Is a winner a winner of a game or a loser of a game is just an outcome. It's the actual fucking taking turn. It's the six turns, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. To have in between. So I will say, like you said, there's a community of what ten podcasts I think at the moment, yeah. and every single one of them has been amazing. Because yeah. like I don't know about you, but we we were like we we came in and we didn't know jack shit, we didn't know how the land lies, we didn't know what people thought. So we we came in, we were like we're two we're two assholes that just love playing the game, and we're just having a laugh while we do it. Yeah. But then everybody has been so accommodating. It's like I think within a matter of months, we met you guys, we met um, the two drunk flings, and then through uh, through two drunk flings, we met two guys one dice cap. They're lovely lads up there, up in Scotland. Oh, yeah, they're the, Sean, they're the Scottish ones, mate. This is the Welsh ones. <laughs> Two drinks, yeah. Yeah, we are the we're the Scotland's number one podcast via Wales. We are. Yeah. So. <laughs> so but um, no, and I think we met twelve men, and you know anything but a one. You know, it's just been amazing. And on top of that, when we have spoken and we've asked for feedback, you know the commu- the community in general has been amazing response so yeah. i'm proud to be included in the wider community of blood box i think everyone does get involved is amazing but yeah. uh, i didn't say that out loud no we weren't recording when you said that no no i, I don't think anybody listens to this part of the podcast anyway so like nobody knows no. that i've said something nice about beard and nobody knows that i've said nothing nice about the uh, rest of the community as well so i'm safe <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm waiting to be. I want to be able to hear the whole podcast to see what you've said about me this time. By the way, would, would I say anything derogatory about you? No, no, never, never, ever. Yeah, I, I think just, the last one was you were going to zip my lock my tent shut and then piss in my shoes. I was I was in the car when you said when I heard that and I was howling with laughter. <laughs> we wanted like a special way of saying hello, but uh, yeah. No. I didn't think like jump jumping through your tent and like cannonballing you shouting Shamai motherfucker was going to cut that like we had to do something amazing for you. 
Mate, cannonballing through the tent going, Shamai motherfucker would be funny as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's plenty of nights there. We've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, you know, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be gonna a cracking time. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. And, yeah, just so much good for the community and everything else. I can't wait. It's only five weeks, mate. Five. long is that? Five weeks. I actually leave in four weeks. I've got... I'm doing a mad trip around the country first, down to the south, first of all. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. And then I can't wait for this weekend with Water Bowl. It's just... Uh, holidays on four, Threadball on five. There you go. That's what's happening. If you go nice. south... You- Oh, you've got to travel south once in a while, haven't you? Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I'm south Wales, so like I can't really say nothing. I'm, I'm I'm in the south part of Wales, so it's probably just as bad. But um, no, I'm gonna before we start being derogatory about uh, the south of England. I'm uh, <laughs> and say thank you for coming and sharing the good news, mate. Thank you for having me. Uh, well you've not had me yet we'll wait until thread for that one but yeah no thanks for having me on it's been lovely chatting to you mate and thank you very much for doing this and guys get yourselves onto threadball com. have a check on click on the auction have a look if you fancy anything get those bids in and things can go for silly money at thread so get bidding and if people are not listening, we're going to say go over to the Squad Chaos podcast because, again, if you like like idiots talking, there's Morpheus and uh, Windrum over there. Yeah, and there's there's, you know, there's three idiots talking. Andy is like, basically, Andy has to basically like herd geese. He's like the, he's like the kindergarten teacher with two kids that are just a little bit rowdy. Well, the thing, you say that, don't when we all were on you guys' podcast. I'm sure yeah. I heard him jingle keys to get our attention. I digress. <laughs> I digress on that one. But have you, have you got anything else to plug now? Is it any um, Twitch streams that you're going to be doing? or No, we're going to be... Uh, oh, Andy's possibly going to be doing a Twitch stream of him painting uh, one of the donate, one of the teams. Can't remember which one it is. I think it is the Star Wars team if i remember rightly i'm just scrolling through to see if i can find it he's ho- he's hoping to stream himself painting live for the day i can't find it now which is terrible and then go yeah, we're going to be possibly popping up on a few other podcasts as well or there'll be mentions of threadball on a few other podcasts and then we're going to be kicking out once a week or twice going up to twice a week with just mail shot like online shots of people that have donated stuff and what's been donated and just plugging everything because we want to try and get as much sort of community backing and people bidding and as much money for the charities as possible so i apologize now community <laughs> thrub ball is going to be in your face for a bit and i do apologize now we are going to be putting stuff we're not going to be offensive we are just going to oh, keep no. on plugging stuff because we just want to try and make as much money as charity much money for charity as possible so. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the way to be. You know, it's it's not lying in your pockets. It's it's going to charity. So I yeah. don't think anybody in the community would feel bad or annoyed. I should say that you guys are constantly putting pictures up. You know, tempting you to bed or tempting you to go into the raffle or mm-hmm. your name on the reserve list. You know, because it's like I said, all the money is going to a good cause. So yes, and you you've you've basically have been here. Was it 
48 minutes, nearly 50 minutes, and saying that everything that you've got, even like special edition art, I would say, is going oh, to mate. chat. Is going yeah. to chat. So, so I've got we've got a Pedro Ramos original. Yeah. He actually he actually drew a piece of artwork for us, and oh. we've got that. We've got Carl, Carl, the man who painted, who did Thrud himself, has donated stuff. See, the, the, that's what, everything is there to tempt you in there, so yeah. that's great. So, guys, if you want to be part of it, the link for Thrud Bowl is in the description. Just have a look at the lots. Get amongst This is fantastic. So, I'm going to call it there. So, um, thank you for having me. Well, this is Jay. This this was Windrum. Windrum, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Thank you very much for having me, Jay. And I will see you at Thrubble for a beer, my friend. No worries, my friend. So uh, that's the end of the show, and I will see you in the next episode. So long, guys. Mm-hmm.